global controls will have to be imposed and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Aaron, this is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Yeah. And welcome to another episode of Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. You know who I am. You know who I'm here to be. You know what I'm here to do. My good friend, again, always XG a place to be. Uh, apparently did a little stand-up this weekend. I heard you crush. That's word. Yeah, that's the word. It, People are talking. Happened. Yeah, we had a couple fans from Tinfoil show up. Oh, really, yeah, dude? That's great. Yeah. Oh, no, I love you on that fucking show. Yeah, Tell us no. to shut up and let you talk. There were two. One of them was a white boy that's a... a uh, he does motorcross professionally. Oh, he, really? He hooked me up with tickets, actually, to the Angels game since I live out there. So You're going go to go to, oh, to a baseball game or to a no, moto game? Motocross. That, oh, like, fucking, um, oh, really? Yeah, he showed up with his girlfriend, gave me the tickets. He, Dude, he was dope. I got to go to yeah. that. If you're the guy who gave him those tickets, hook the kid up, too. I'll go to moto. I love moto. I love moto chicks. Oh, they look fine. like they all used to smoke meth, but now they just do monsters, so they're good with Jesus, <laughs> right? And they're hot, right? Guys. We got a lot of information to get out right now. I know some of you guys are going to be like, oh, it's too much stuff. This is what we do. You guys got to hear this because everybody wants to know, am I coming near your house? Is the show coming near your house? Well, here we go. Okay. This Saturday, which when this comes out should be two days from now, okay, at the moment of this recording, there is 20 tickets left uh, for my show at Tiff's Grill and Ale House in White Plains, New Jersey, or Morris Plains, New Jersey, okay? 20 tickets left. I guarantee you, hopefully, there'll be one left by the time you hear this, so go check that out if you're in New Jersey. All right. Then, on January 23rd, I am at the House of Comedy. Grab your tickets now. I promise you, they'll be great. I don't have a clue why they use that picture. It annoys the shit out of me. Look at it, dude. Who is that guy? I don't even know. So go to, uh, go to uh, houseofcomedy.net. And grab those tickets now. The following week, which is Super Bowl weekend, yes, I'm not going to be in town. In L.A., I'll be in Canada. I'll be at the comic strip in Edmonton. I'm there January 30th through February 3rd, so grab those tickets. And now these are some shows that are a little down the way, but you guys keep asking us when we're coming, so here we go. The Tim Foyle Hat Comedy Night will be at Spokane, Washington, at the Spokane Comedy Club at 10, p- 10 p.m. February 8th. It's a Friday, February 8th. Grab those tickets now. That's Tim Hat, myself, Eddie Bravo. I'm going to get XG in some of these at some point. Once we start selling out these shows, I can bring XG to come out and hang out, okay? So right now, Spokane on a Friday at 10 p.m., and then Tacoma on a Saturday, which is at the Tacoma Comedy Club at 10 p.m. So grab those tickets now. And then uh, a little ways down the line, Nashville, we're coming. That is Friday, April 12th. At 11 p.m., we're at Zany's. Tinfall Hat Comedy Night is part of the Nashville Comedy Festival. We're super excited about that. Nashville, I'm coming. Guns a blazing, okay? Guns a blazing. It's going to be a great show. Eddie Bravo, myself, and who knows who else will be on the lineup. Brock, my boy Brock, will be there. Uh, he does all the illustrations, so he's going to be opening the show, and we don't know who will be guesting. Okay, a couple fun things I want to tell you about. Uh on Patreon, I got two new shows to tell you about because I'm a crazy person, okay? Uh, Patreon, I'm doing a brand new show called Comedy Conspiracies Now. It is my own little internet, like uh, basic cable internet show. I'm going to be doing that for the Patreon. That starts this Wednesday. We're going to be talking about is Jesus Christ, uh, is Santa Claus a mushroom or is Jesus Christ a mushroom? We're going to get into all of that. And then I have a new podcast. Uh, I think you guys will like. It's called Bye Chad, okay? And it's basically uh, Chad Zumak and I talking on the phone, and we see how long you can go before I hang up on him, okay? Goal is 10 minutes. If he gets that, he wins, okay? So that's it. Check that out. And then the t-shirts. You got the t-shirts? Did you Were you able to find the t-shirts? Yeah, I found them. T-shirts, dude. Here's the thing. We're putting out a new t-shirt every month. This month, I'm very excited. We're going to be putting out the... 
Lizard People Everywhere t-shirt. That will be available, and I think I'm bringing it to New Jersey with me. But go check out the t-shirts. You got the Wu-Tang. Look into it. Sam Tripoli. couple of the old shirts. The uh, podcast will be, uh, the Revolution will be podcast and all that stuff. Go check it out. You can find that link on the tinfallhatpodcast.com. And that, my friend, is the business. Do you have anything you want to push, man? You got nah, a show I'm, coming up? Not yet. Not yet. Nothing. If you not, got an open mic, let, let me know. Yeah, dude, you should start doing that. You should host an open mic and get a lot of time. You do more time when you host. You That's can do true. as much time as you want. You should, yeah. Because we're now doing uh, open mics downstairs at the dojo. You can go up anytime you want. Perfect. You oh, hit you me go. up. You're in like Flynn. Guys, I'm super excited. So most of the shows I come, we do. We have a topic, right? And we will we'll mine this topic. But your next guest and I had I had a fun conversation on the phone, and we were just kind of like, we just wanted to talk about conspiracies and the world of conspiracies. We're going to run uh, through a lot of stuff, and we're going to uh, talk about a, a plethora of of uh, topics we're going to do. But uh, he's got a podcast. Uh, called Back to Back, a basketball NBA podcast, and I'm very excited to hear. He's so uh, he's so big. He goes by one name. Please welcome <laughs> Jade, everybody. How are you, buddy? I am great, Sam. Thank you for having me, man. I'm stoked. Well, I'm absolutely stoked. I got two things to say. That picture was hilarious. Which one? Pictures. The one you showed the, the for your comedy show coming up. Yeah, and then second, get me on that Patreon, dude. Get me on that show. Well, are you ever in LA? So I was just there. We performed at the Bootleg Theater. We sold it out the other night. What do Saturday. you mean we performed? Who's we? My pod, my podcast, back to back. You did. You were where? At the Bootleg Theater. Oh my! I didn't know that, dude. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Third, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we tour around. We're going to be in Boston at the Middle East in March, and. Uh, Chicago in May. We do we're doing the circuit. It's the back to back podcast, guys. Go check it out. It's love sports. I love sports, man. I love sports to death. And this part of the podcast is brought to you by Bet DSI, everybody. Bet DSI for all your bet needs. You go to the use the promo code HAT one hundred, okay? And you go on there, it, you put like fifty dollars in, you'll get a hundred bucks. They'll double your whatever your deposit is. Help them out. They're nice enough to to help build the show. They're help with the website. They help with everything. I love it. Apparently, people take whatever my picks are in sports, and they do the opposite, and they're winning. Okay, they're winning <laughs> big dollars. Uh, they call it the anti-Sam uh, parlay. Uh, I got two out of four right. I got the I, I picked uh, the, the Rams and the Saints to win, and I got the AFC wrong. I I, I really thought the Chargers were going to show up. Obviously, they didn't. And uh, so go there, man. I'm making bets on everything. We I got to talk to them. We're going to start doing conspiracy bets. There you go. <laughs> Will Trump do nice. this by then? Will Trump, dude, that's a million-dollar idea. I like it. Right? Yeah, fuck it. Will the wall get paid for by Mexico or not? Boom, we're going to make these bets. So uh, his is the back-to-back podcast. Next time you're in L.A., come on, come in, come on this podcast. I will. Come on the Patreon. Burn should have told you. Burn should. I thought you know he had it covered. So no, I'm blaming him. Yeah. Well, when we see him, when I see him, why I oughta? He's gonna <laughs> come to the. Uh, he's coming to the two sold-out comedy casts tomorrow. So I'll talk to him about that. But you and I were kind of talking about conspiracies and the whole thing. It's like. How like just we're in? I think we're in a golden era of conspiracies, where a lot of stuff yep. that we've been talking about forever is slowly coming true. Even though not all of it, as we would hope, obviously with Pedogate and stuff like that. But uh, what is your thoughts on the whole world of conspiracies, Jade? I mean, I think about it all the time, Sam. I've been going. I've been doing this since I was fourteen years old, um, when my father opened my eyes to. Uh, the JFK assassination through Oliver Stone's movie. But I was in uh, high school at the time doing a junior midterm exam, and, and he convinced me, he goes, you should do it on Kennedy. You know, so that was kind of <laughs> where it all started for me. But but using very – he had a very interesting premise, um, using the actual Warren Commission report to prove it. And all you had to do was look at what the doctors at Parkland Hospital were saying which was uh, Kennedy had a large wound in the back of his head. It's right there. 
<laughs> You're right. You know, it's not from the front it's, like it's everybody. It's right there. Said. I mean, it, it, as bad as the Warren Commission, I mean, it's a piece of fiction ultimately. But there are you know bits and pieces of it that uh, show you what happened. I mean, it's and that's pretty much what would start you down the road, like it did many people to, you know, if you could, like Jim Garrison, get your hands on the Warren volumes and go through those, and then that's the end of the story. I mean, it's, it's a done deal. You know, why you can't. Why do you no think no logical person could think that Oswald did that? Why do you think people hold like I met? A, I have a buddy of mine. He's very. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, he's a very funny comic. But we were kind of getting into briefly because whoever I talk to, they'll bring up conspiracies. And my buddy, we'll call him Matt because that's his name. Matt was like, I believe the official stories. I go, what? He goes, yeah. I I, I go, you're one yep. of those people that believe the official story. He goes, yeah, I believe the official stories. But I, I didn't want to get into it because I love them and I, I have to pick and choose where I pick these battles with these people because I could just flamethrow everybody. I could just go and just go, you know, Michael Douglas falling down, <laughs> boom, shooting everybody. And it's just like, why do that? So I had to pick it. But why would you believe the official narrative when we know where there's been lies, whether it's JFK, uh, weapons yeah. of mass destruction? I mean, just... All you have to do to any of your friends who go, I believe the official story, go look up Operation Northwood. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's here's the joke, though, on that. Um, people don't even actually know the official story. They only say they do. If you actually ask them two or three questions about it, they don't know. You know what I mean? Just do a simple test with your friend next time. Get, gather three key facts to whatever that thing is. Ask them about it, and I guarantee you they won't be able to answer one of them. Okay. So, but the other thing is, uh, I, I always say this to people as a joke, whatever they're spraying in the sky, Sam, it doesn't yeah. work on me. <laughs> it is weird though, right? It is weird. And that's it's another- totally weird. It's totally weird. And it's, this is why I feel JFK is so important because there's been exhaustive re- research by very, very intelligent people. This is not a, uh, you know, a YouTube wormhole we're talking about. And so if you know that, you are well equipped for the stuff that happens thereafter and, and there before, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's so interesting because, like, what happens is this, whether you even take the Vegas shooting, and we'll, and we'll get into that a little later, but you take these shootings, right? We have to work from this official story, which sets the table. And then we have to work back from that. But that official story pollutes everybody. It's literally like... It's literally like if you're trying to solve a murder and the murderer just comes around and just starts kicking everything. And, and like, we have to put everything back together. And it, we're oh, working. I mean, there's just so, there's no independent uh, uh, investigative research that ever happens. So anything you're ever seeing on the news is stuff being uh, anonymously sourced by intelligence authorities. You know, so so once uh, there's anomalies, which you'll always find in a lot of these uh, on mass, you'll always find anomalies. There's never there's never a follow up to ask questions about why that is. Right. Right. For sure. And I want to get into something real quick when you brought up chemtrails that nobody believes in. Okay, I'm going to (laughs) play you a quick little thing. This is John Brennan. Our former CIA, uh, head of the CIA, who basically greenlit all 19 hijackers. All 19 hijackers. This is a discussion. He he is at the uh, Council on Foreign Relations, which is one of the many bodies that runs everything. It's a giant think tank. It is a big part of making our foreign policy, which has been a disaster. They're a big part of that. So here's uh, John Brennan. It's a, it's a quick minute and a half clip, but here we go. Ray of technologies, often referred to collectively as geoengineering, that potentially could help reverse the warming effects of global climate change. One that has gained my personal attention is stratospheric aerosol injection, or SAI, a method of seeding the stratosphere with particles that can help reflect the sun's heat in much the same way that volcanic eruptions do. An SAI program could limit global temperature increases, reducing some risks associated with higher temperatures and providing the world economy additional time to transition from fossil fuels. This process is also relatively inexpensive. The National Research Council estimates that a fully deployed SAI program would cost about $10 billion yearly. As promising as it may be, 
Moving forward on SAI would also raise a number of challenges for our government and for the international community. On the technical side, greenhouse gas emission reductions would still have to accompany SAI to address other climate change effects, such as ocean acidification, because SAI alone would not remove greenhouse gases from the atmosphere. On the geopolitical side, the technology's potential to alter weather patterns to and this. benefit certain regions of the world at the expense of other oh my. could trigger sharp opposition by some nations. Others might seize on SAI's benefits and back away from their commitment to carbon dioxide reductions. And as with other breakthrough technologies, global norms and standards are lacking to guide the deployment and implementation of SAI and other geoengineering initiatives. Now, I could go on and on and on. And we don't want to hear you, dude. That and guy, the list goes on. Listen, he basically says right there as a warning, but sounds like a, hey, guys, do you hear that? Uh, mm-hmm. This could be used as a weapon, a geopolitical weapon. But it's supposed to reverse. Right. Which is the whole yeah. thing. Like, you ever hear, do you know the story of the Anunnaki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that basically these guys who live on planet X. They, they use this for gold. Came and here. Like and their whole plan was to mine this this planet of its gold, which is why gold supposedly has this huge value. And they were going to take it and they were going to spray their atmosphere to stop global warming. Well, John says this stuff. Mm. We've just seen now that these fucking scientists are now thinking about spreading gold in our atmosphere to uh, combat global warming. Unbelievable. I'm always fascinated and and by the whistleblowers, you know, that especially it come from the the government as high as the CIA. In fact, I always question that even unto itself. You always have to wonder about that. Um, I forget about the I forget the guy's name who came out of at 9-11 and was the guy that basically was sent out to blame the CIA. Right. And I always thought that was plausible deniability. So you always have to be careful. But I mean. I mean, I don't I haven't really gone down the path to the chemtrails uh, too, too hard. But I did notice that Deborah Tavares talking about the wildfires in, in California. Oh, yeah. Uh, claiming that that they're prepping the land with the with the chemtrails for the fire, for accelerated fires. So, I mean, I listen, Sam, I find all this stuff to be entertaining yeah, it's is that may sound crazy to some people, but it's just the way I am. So I'm willing to go down uh, certain paths. I feel I feel that other people just block off. I'm so fascinated by this, uh, especially when there's actual information to pursue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Most people be like, if it doesn't fit the norm of society, how dare you go down that way? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. So and it's just like I don't know why. Like when we're gonna get into some stuff here, dude. And there's this notion from normies that questioning the official narrative is disrespectful to the victims who are affected by this. And I will never understand that. Why is an official narrative, if I'm telling you that's not the real story, why is that narrative more respectful to the dead or the wounded than trying to find out what really happened? And I deal with this all the time. I go on radio shows and they're always like, dude, people died. I go, yeah. And I'm trying to figure out who did it. Thoughts. Let me, well, look at the Vietnam War, you know, imagine going back to 1966 and being a person that was starting to question what that was about. And that's exactly what happened during that time period. You were, you were seen as a fucking communist or an absolute traitor. But what happened? That war was a complete fraud. And look at how many millions of people were killed, and you know, including fifty-eight thousand Americans. My my father went to the war and 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 sustained substantial mental trauma. Sorry, Dad, because I know he's gonna watch this. <laughs> From that, I mean, it's just cruel to as an eighteen-year-old to have done that, right? So I couldn't agree it's more. Nonsense. It's just nonsense. In fact, I, I I've gone through it so long now. I don't even bother with it, and I definitely don't bother to have arguments with it because it's a waste of time. And that's exactly what it's designed to do. I agree. I couldn't agree more, especially most people. And it took this podcast for me to learn about the rules of engagement in Vietnam. And when you read those rules of engagement, you realize, and they say this all the time, I'm sorry if I'm repetitive, but those rules were set to make sure that we never won this war. 
And look what we yeah. have oh, right now. A oh, it's like the war on war. terror. The war on terror is the same exact war thing. It's war on drugs. Never, it's the war that will live for perpetuity. It's the infinity war. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's designed to do. And I, <laughs> Yeah. And, and when you hear these guys on like Jack Tapper like the or Jim Tapper, whatever his name is on uh, CNN, and, and you hear everybody on MSNBC, you know, talking about how if we pull out of Syria or any other country, uh, we are allowing ISIS to win, knowing full well that we have funded ISIS. Like, why? Oh, that that whole can... thing blew my mind the other uh, re- in re- recent weeks because. I'm like, what is going on here? In 2008, Democrats or progressives were like, we got to get out, bring the troops home. And now we're the ones saying we need to keep them there. Dude, it's like, what are we doing here? I'm telling Um, you, man, it's trust fund kids, dude. I I mean, listen, I don't even know that the war. I don't even know if it's a war because I never see it. Like, at least with Vietnam, we saw it. Right. There was there were there were reporters literally going into battle. You don't even see the wars we are waging now. We don't know what's even happening. Who is this enemy? It, it could be it, – it, it, it could – I don't know. It, How about me, this? How about this, Jade? How about the fact well, that in like – what was it? 2000 – I forget what year it was. 2013, 2014 maybe. Uh, that the – basically the CIA got busted. Pain, can you look this up? Uh, paying a Brit CIA gets busted paying a British PR firm to make fake ISIS beheading videos, and when they dude, f- I I just saw that uh, with the uh, but here's the thing, Sam. I was calling that when it came out. You know, I, I swear to God, I, I I have a group of friends I share certain information with. They think I'm crazy, and yet what I do is I share my information and tell them I have the wrong group chat. I do the the Larry David move. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the ones where the dudes are like seven feet tall. Oh, and, and, the, and, the, the, and the the jihadi jod videos and all that stuff. There's a good yeah. chance those were all manufactured in studios. Done and on what purpose. was so what was so interesting about that on the news was how uh, they were messaging how technologically savvy ISIS got. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they'll always make excuses for for that. It's amazing to me. But you're talking about, uh, you know, even with 9-11, my dad and I, again, uh, thank God this is a comedy show. I guess I can laugh at this. But the monkey bars thing, the the grainy video, the monkey bars training. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're yeah. like, are, what are we doing here, people? Come on. <laughs> Everybody should look up what really happened in Benghazi. And I, I know we kind of talked about it with Ryan Dawson last week. And he's like, I don't give a fuck about... Uh, emails and stuff, and I get, Dude. but a lot of that is like Christopher. What was Christopher's last name? Stevens getting off because he's a loose end that basically comes out and says that we are we paid for ISIS to train and use them to take out Gaddafi, where we have free range slave trades. And we spent over five hundred million dollars on those videos. Yeah, can you put that up there real quick? Can you get that? Look at that, dude. It's crazy, man. I mean, now when they go back, man, they go back, okay, and they trace one of the the ISIS's accounts, Jade. They went Mm -hmm. back and and traced it. It basically came back to a office building in the British Parliament. Dude, I mean, again, it's it very little is surprising to me, Sam. (laughs) You know. And we, we, we live in the matrix. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, that's – I constantly am telling people this. It's just like wake up, you know, and, and it's really just – all you need is a couple things to get you going. And then if you really learn uh, – and again, this is all stuff that was practiced with JFK. Uh, Jim Garrison was uh, assaulted by uh, fake news, uh, NBC uh, reports and, and actually full-length, you know, half-hour shows discrediting his character. Uh, this goes so far back. You know, so let's get into some of the early stuff. Let's start from um, one of the the first things where we go, okay, something's not right. The moon landing. What is your mm-hmm. take on the moon landing? Okay, I you know what? It just recently dawned on me that I believed in the moon landing for about thirty years of my life, and I, and I was tremendously inspired by it. So when people um, 
ask me, how can you not believe in it? Well, I did. I believed in it for a long time, most of my life, in fact. <laughs> and it just so happened I, I got onto some, uh, uh, you know, information provided by Marcus Allen, who's a well-known critic in the field. And it was simply the photographic evidence. And, and what he does in his presentation, which you can find on, on YouTube or uh, on, on the Internet, uh, is basically just tracks the, you know, all the images from the Apollo missions, most of them, but all you have to do is really Apollo 11. And, and, and the fact that all the pictures are perfect and the conditions for which to take them were anything but. They were very, very difficult. And I'm a person that's uh, well-versed in, in multimedia. I can't even take all, all, all focused pictures with my beautiful iPhone, which is a million times better than the technology they had to land the, to land in the moon. Okay, So if you're starting to see picture after picture perfectly framed well lit. I mean, I'm not even talking about the shadows and all the other stuff that's very famous, made popular by uh, Ralph Frenet and Bill Casing, which is all very uh, – like, still is on solid, solid ground. But uh, for some reason, Marcus's presentation was just so like um, nuanced. It was like – yeah, it was like – to me, it spoke to me and it just got me going down a, down a path and, and it's just absolutely no way. What do There's you absolutely no way. What do you think about the uh, shadows that go eight different directions? Exactly. You know? I mean, uh, um, Bart Sabrell, uh, the guy who uh, who's famous for punching uh, Buzz Aldrin, America's number one <laughs> crisis actor, <laughs> um, he just says, you only need to look at one image to know that this was fake. You know what I'm saying? And, and Ralph Rene, you know, he, he's like me. He had a book for most of his life, which he looked at and was inspired by until one day. He just took a, a, a micro magnifying glass to him and started looking. And he could say, wait a minute. All the backdrops are the same and, and they look cut out. This is very strange. You know, these are anomalies. These are the important. The devil is in the details. Right. For sure. So what do you do? You continue to do research. And what's so admirable about the guys that did the moon research was it wasn't easy to get information like it is now. You couldn't just go on the Internet and look and get all the pictures. Right. You had to ask NASA or uh, send away for them. So there's a lot of work involved. And so when people uh, criticize the, the, the moon conspiracy movement or whatever you call it, I get offended. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, 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 the term, and we'll get into this next conspiracy in a couple minutes, but the, yeah. the term conspiracy was dubbed to make people who questioned JFK's shooting to seem like right. crazy people, right? Right, it was, it was coined by, it was created by the CIA to disparage the critics, yes. But, I mean, with, to provide some more evidence, I don't know if you have an audience that's going to come at me for, oh, that's all you got is the pictures, yeah. No, no, I mean, they're, they're, they want you to go hard in the paint. They're, they're very supportive. They're very. Supportive. I mean, with the with the Hasselblad camera, uh, just so everybody knows, there was no viewfinder. You had to manually adjust these. Uh, the conditions on the moon are uh, rapidly cold and extremely hot. These things had batteries that somehow were sustaining um, those conditions. Which, if you know, if you ever put your cell phone down in a cold car, it's going to lose your battery like that, right? Uh, there's all types of issues with the amount of oxygen and the coolant systems, which they were carrying around their backs, needing way more water than they had. Uh, obviously, you know, the fact that the, the LEM was successful on all attempts about and was never, never successful on Earth. That, the, the, actual, the Apollo mission is actually – an ex it should be celebrated beyond the way it's celebrated because no aerial um, aviation – um, advancement was ever done so perfectly. It took something like 300 tries for them to perfect the 747. You know what I'm saying? Right. So some, somehow we did this and, and, One landing, and did it perfectly. And they nailed it. it. And then those yeah. guys came back and they did yeah. one interview no one, and never talked no about it again. No one ever got sick. They had to travel through the radiation belts, the Van Allen belts, which even NASA, you can go onto their site and watch some of their astronauts talking about how dangerous they are. But, um, I mean, it's just loaded. It is loaded with stuff. You can go on and on. Dude, they only, they did one, they did one interview about landing on the moon, never did it again. Dude, I talk well, about- Well, Neil Armstrong is a fascinating case, right? Neil Armstrong, if you spell Neil A backwards, it's what? 
Alien. Alien, shut your face. <laughs> I mean, did he ever? I mean, first thing you always have to go to is is the press conference. The press conference is hysterical. I mean, these guys just did the most amazing thing in the history of mankind, and they can care less. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They look. I mean, there's you know, there's May Brussel, and I think Bill Casing in his book. Uh, I think there's something along the lines of Manchurian Candidate stuff there, you know. Um, but uh, he never ever spoke about it. He didn't want to be buried in an Arlington Cemetery, which is a mystery, yeah. right? Yeah. And then after his death, somehow ended up with a bag full of the equipment that was apparently left on the moon. What? You know about Neil's bag of tricks? Oh, dude, look that up. What is it? We'll look it up. Neil Bre- Neil Brennan. Neil Neil Armstrong. Neil's bag- Tricks. So um, say this again. Just, Who is the guy? Neil Armstrong. After he died, his wife found a bag in his closet, which I find hysterical because my wife knows everything in every closet. Yeah, of my yeah. Existence. My girlfriend knows what porn I jerk off to. <laughs> oh, there's a has- camera here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, among other things that were, you know, they left on the moon. And the argument is. Um, you know, when they had to lift off from the moon, you need to know how much weight is in that thing. You can't just be sneaking a bag of shit on there, right? Yeah. Ask uh-huh. Aaliyah about putting too much shit on a thing about to take off, right? Oh, yeah. She put 10 yes. more pounds on that, and that thing went down, that's, which is another conspiracy. That stupid bag was sold for $1.8 million at an auction. Someone um, paid for that, dude. Yeah. What about the yeah. wife? Another thing that gets me, Sam, is if you go through some of the footage, uh, there's so much joking around going on with the astronauts up there. They, I mean, by the by the end of the program, they could really care less. They're just like, all right, la di da. They're singing. They're doing you know, Bugs Bunny jokes and sort of all sorts of uh, nonsense. Have you ever because, seen the uh, video on a fu- uh, funny thing happened on the way to the moon? Have you ever seen that video? W- what do you think of that video? Which particular part? Uh, uh, well, I found funny that he te- he basically announces. What altitude he's at at one point. And yeah. then the the whole uh the famous picture of like Earth from space. Oh, yeah. And then oh, it turns yes. out that it's really just the window in whatever they're shooting at that moment because the video keeps that's, going. That's as far as and, and I just learned that that actual footage was sent to Bart Sabrell accidentally. You yeah. get my air quotes there. And people always – one of the things they say to you is um, if they uh, – if it was a conspiracy and thousands of people worked on it, how – you know, how to get – be kept secret. And I always say like this. This is an instance of a whistleblower perhaps, right? Like accidentally you get sent that. I mean that is so incriminating. Or you it's don't even – or you don't even tell those people that it's fake. Well, I mean All like – All those people that work, you don't tell them it's fake. You tell them it's dude, real. Maybe a couple dude, people know. And they keep it that way. When he shows that to uh, the astronauts, it's incredible. When Buzz sees that, he's just like, get the fuck out of here. Well, dude, (laughs) it's just like, it's not that hard to, I mean, like brainwash a thousand people. It's not that hard because of like, you know how many people try to get NASA? Tens of thousands of people. You whittle it down to this small group of people who have shown an ability either one, to play ball, two, gullible as fuck, or three, (laughs) you have some blackmail shit on these guys, and if they talk, you're going to light them up. Like, it's not that hard. And let me tell you something. If 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 I play a video and I on this video like let's say I have a video on that screen right and I go here is a video of this cop chase right and I play you're like holy fuck that cop chase if I don't tell you that's fake maybe I shot that on my own or some shit like that why wouldn't you assume that's fucking real or it's like that shit where people trick people and they buy a lottery ticket and they put the tape in there and they think they won but it's like pre-recorded yeah have you seen that yes. shit where oh, people dude, freak the fuck is... out and they're like i won and you're like nah shit is right? fake it's like that you don't have to tell yeah. them they don't know we say it on a show prank shows simply exist oh, no, because no. there's gullible nice people guess what was, guess I... what was on uh, neil armstrong's purse what just a bunch of fucking harnesses of some stupid camera. Oh, some weird. So he was People in some weird, like eyes wide shut shit. Yeah, was that his moon bag or his fuck yeah. bag? There it is. This is bag of tricks. Look at that. One point eight million spend. worth. Who would pay that man? Who would pay? Well, let's just let's look at it like this. Let's say uh, 
I I had a I had a, a little thought that Neil wanted to leave that as a whistleblowing technique. I thought that, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. No. I mean, that's all speculation. Hey, dude, at some point you're like, I've been part of this lie. You see people. It's amazing how many like CIA people on their deathbeds. Like, I killed Kenny. Ugh, and they all, like five guys <laughs> have done it. You know? They just are going out. It's like our friend, dude, who comes on the show. His dad basically said he worked at a place. And they basically had a hangar full of. And there were space aliens in there. And the guy's always. Go- and my buddy goes, my dad's not that creative to come up with that story. And and it's just like I think these guys are on the way out are like I got a story to tell. It's almost like Biggie Smalls, boom, 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 uh, boom. I got a story to tell where he <laughs> fucking robs that Nick guy. You know, it's just like people got. Why do most murders get solved because people can't shut up? Got to tell someone. Yeah. Well, hey, like with uh, you know with the Kennedy assassinations. Oh, even with uh, with with the Apollo missions. If you go to Apollo one. Um, Thomas Barron, who was working for NASA, had, uh, you know, written a very long, detailed report on what a fraud it was, right? Uh, yeah. And and Gus Grissom himself was a big critic of uh, the program. He called the, the moon lander a bag of bolts and nuts or something. He said, how are we going to go to the moon if we can't talk from, you know, the landing uh, point to, you know, base? They couldn't even communicate – being on the ground in, 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 in the United States here. So uh, what happened to both those people? They died. Thomas Barron was mysteriously killed uh, uh, on a railroad crossing with his family. Um, and Gus Grissom died in a tragic explosion um, while attempting to lift off. A railroad which crossing. I would look at, I mean, the Gus Grissom oh, stuff that's is always very, very interesting. Him. I mean, even Werder von Braun, the Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, um, had to recant all of his projections. You know what I mean? I don't think people appreciate. You know how like, hard that is to get a Nazi to recant all of his. his <laughs> I mean, right? dude, I've done, he's like, I've done worse. Why? Okay, fine, I recant that. You know, it's just like yeah. imagine that you're known for killing people, and then you have to recant some fucking scientific shit. How crazy yeah. is that? But I mean, from what I gathered, the Saturn rocket, as large as it was, I think had to be three times as large to do to get to the moon. You know, there's all these little details, like the amount of uh, how about the uh, car that they plug. brought up to the moon is bigger than the vessel that they all flew in. Have you yes. ever seen the little thing that they're driving in the doom buggy? It looks like a golf cart. <laughs> it's like Absolute bigger joke. than what they flew this into, is, and they're it, like, it, yeah. It, 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 it got so stupid. They're up there golfing. They're driving around the car. Watch the videos of the car, by the way, because you can always see clearly where the backdrop is because that's where they turn around and come the other way. It's, just, it's obvious. I mean, it's just – it's utter nonsense. It's like I'm not afraid to say it, right? Yeah. But um, the uh, – I forget what I was going to say there. Um, well, it's, it's lots it's of crazy shit. shit. Look at that, dude. It's like bigger than the fucking thing they flew in. It's so dumb. It's so janky, dude. Look it's at so that. dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, dude. look at also look at some of the classic shots of uh, uh, the moon. Y'all, it's they're photo ops. <laughs> they're just they're advertisements. Just, nothing's you know blowing in the wind. There's fucking nothing. I'm sorry. You look guys at the comparison right the there. Table. My, sorry. My one of my favorite things is just like it was so obvious, <laughs> and, and Ralph Renee was the first to do this. I mean, he just like. Why the fuck is the flag waving on a number of occasions, right? Yeah. But my favorite thing is all the the the, the um, debunking or the anti-debunking, whatever it is. I love the anti-debunking where people oh, debunk the debunking. Best. I mean, that's the magic bullet. That's why you have to know JFK is the best because you just go, okay, this is the magic bullet. This is it. <laughs> it always is that, right? It's like Jim Garrison said. If they wanted to, they can prove a, an elephant can hang off a cliff by its tail. You know what I'm saying? But people just just need to trust your common sense. They're up there golfing, joking around, falling down. There's no concern for micrometeorites, which they, which was a big issue. There's no atmosphere in the moon. There's all types of debris flying around at thousands of miles an hour that could penetrate whatever those suits were they were wearing yeah. out of cloth. Are they scared at all up there? No. They're joking around. It's just another day in the park. Have you ever yeah. thought about what kind of craft services Stanley Kubrick had on this set? Like, <laughs> what did he, did he have fucking like oh. Starburst? I can't stop it, eating that shit when I'm on it, set. 
it, Sam, you remind me of something that just happened. This is the reason I got onto it recently. It's about my third or fourth time. And every time you go back, you learn something new. And so now I feel I'm well-versed and I've been doing it a lot. Steph Curry, right? Yeah. Think, watch that documentary, Room 237. Yeah. I'm stoned out of his mind. Actually, I don't know if he smokes weed, but I'm just saying it's one of those things where he watches it, says something he might believe, and then becomes the spokesperson for the movement or, you know, the people of critical thought. And that's so that's dangerous for people like me, of course. because if you don't actually have the information, which there is so much of with the moon landing, then it's going to look stupid. And what's he do within 24 hours? He he's now promoting the Apollo program with sneakers and stuff like that, right? Oh, for sure, dude. It is. That's another <laughs> conspiracy. Uh, black culture is another conspiracy. How, like, if anybody steps out of line from what is what is the standard uh, dialogue, they get pounded on. Pounded on. Jay-Z is the king of that. If any of those guys step out of line, Jay-Z comes with a fucking hammer, dude. The Luciferian himself comes with a hammer. Kanye, <laughs> Steph Curry, this rapper is going to do the halftime show. Dude, if I was a rapper and I was not that popular and they said, dude, nobody will do our halftime show. Wouldn't you do a halftime show? Fuck yeah. Like, dude, that is the one time you're going to get more people watching than ever. Probably more people watch a halftime show than the actual game because women come in to watch that part. Why wouldn't you do it? And who pounds on them? Jay-Z. The, the narrative. To keep the narrative of black versus white going. Black versus white. Black versus white. And when you step out of that, you like look at black conservatives who go on Fox News and fuck Fox News. But when they go on Fox News and they have this discussion about it, right? They they get pounded on. They get called Uncle Tom's. They get called all these words that just is meant to keep you in line because it's for us, by us. The people at the very top make of, of the black culture food chain make so much money by keeping everything in-house. It's like this YouTube channel that they have, and I forget the name of the guy. But he's got several YouTube shows, and they all just cycle fucking all their viewers. They just go bing, 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 bing. So you never get out of that loop. You're always watching one of his movies. So always one of his videos, dude. And it's just like that is what that's about. Keep you in line and follow the herd mentality. Because if you step out and you go, fuck all this shit. If you go, hey, I don't like the Democratic Party because they're just trying to keep us stupid and on welfare. You get fucking pounded on. And it's just that's what they did with Steph Curry. Steph Curry. I think there's I mean, listen, I mean, in the words of my friend Ethan Strauss, uh, I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable right now. Good. That's where you're <laughs> supposed to be, dude. Well, Sam, it's like uh, I have to be careful because, you know, I mean, I'm a professional in another, uh, uh, you know. Uh, the words I express in this show are that of Jade, if but, you can find a Jade. I, 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 tend to, I tend to just make sure I stay in the, in the world which, in which I'm grounded, right? The stuff okay. that I actually know. It's very important to me well, because... This is Sam Tripoli's fucking opinion. This is not Jade. Good luck on finding his last name, okay? <laughs> All right? It's not his fucking opinion. It's mine and mine viewed on this podcast yeah. and it's XG's. It's even mine too. It's, I yeah. don't give a fuck. Yeah, me and XG don't give a fuck, dog. <laughs> XG, okay. Alright, so next thing, we'll move on from black culture because it's wonderful. Um, next thing is uh, JFK assassination. Your thoughts on that? Well, the thing that has blown my mind and I, I've I told you I've been studying this since I was 14 and I'm much older now. Uh, but just recently, the two Oswald theory... Um, which is uh, that there was a Lee Oswald and a Harvey Oswald, both simultaneously existing at, as far as the movie theater in which uh, Harvey Oswald was um, um, arrested. Uh, but uh, the ho, ho, author... ho, Hold on, dude. What? Hold on. I've never what? heard this theory. What is this theory? It goes way back. There that. There, there was, there were, two, there were issues, um, and, and this is all going into the volumes of the Warren Commission, and that there was, there were too many Oswalds, right? And so, you ever see JFK? Yeah. You remember the character that's played by the actor? I think his name's Frank Whaley. Uh, so basically, when leading up to the assassination, Lee 
um, wasn't in uh, Dallas, right? right? So they had someone um, playing the part of Oswald at a shooting range, which in which he would purposefully cause a disturbance, right? And he'd start shooting at someone else's target. The guy would be like, why are you shooting at my target? And he goes, and, and, and the guy playing Oswald would say, oh, I thought that was uh, Kennedy. You know what I mean? Or then they have him at a driving, uh, uh, buying a car, or looking at a new car, out, um, you know, test driving it with the guy and spouting us all this stuff about how he hates Kennedy. And the guy who he's driving with then goes and reports it to the police. Basically, it's a sheep dipping process. Oh, right? yeah. They're setting this guy up. They're setting the fucking stage to make this guy a patsy. Right. There was all sorts of things that they had to that had to be done. I mean, even Harvey was being sheep dip in New Orleans, right? In the summer of 63, passing out the the leaflets, uh, you know, pretending to be a communist. He sets up the fake radio show. He's handing out uh, the literature. He's on uh, talk shows. He's staging fights on the streets, all the while working for uh, Guy Bannister, who was an F- ex-FBI agent, right under the nose of the intelligence community in New Orleans. I still, I mean, to this day, JFK is still the greatest conspiracy movie ever made even though there's still there's some issues including this one i think is is so so interesting um i mean you can go into great detail about uh, a lesser known part of uh the assassination which was the killing of officer jd tippett which was integral in capturing oswald that's how they were going to bring him in right they needed to bring him in they, they needed the cop killer uh, so that whole uh, killing was done by Lee Oswald. Lee Oswald kills J.D. Tippett, right? So and Harvey uh, is uh, captured in um, the what, movie theater. dude? Yes, it's John Armstrong. Have you heard that? Who, Have you heard who, the two Oswalds before? Not the two Oswalds, well, the, but I know he did. The, he got arrested not for killing JFK, technically for shooting the cop. What? It goes way back, the Oswald stuff. It goes way back. Uh, 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 Weissman, uh, the author Weissman, talked about it in the 60s, Sam. But John Armstrong has is, is, is thoroughly documented it. And, it's, and it goes so far back, it's frightening. It starts in elementary school where they set these two people up living uh, near each other. Within that is miles my of theory, each other. dude. These are long games, bro. These are long oh, yes. games. So I'm going to say yes. something that is Sam Tripoli talking. The whole theory about like the origins of Obama, Sam Tripoli talking, okay, <laughs> is that his mother, CIA, okay, very early. And it's like, dude, that's the game. They, they play this so long. If you're telling me that they set up two kids. Did this happen way down the line for a possible time they have to do this to set this up if they yes. need it? Un- Dude, yes, they- yes. John Long Armstrong, game, the dog. The book, I mean, it's a giant book, Sam. Um, it, but it's called Harvey and Lee. Yeah. It's so well documented. And, and he is a champion of the devils in the details. He is so thorough in his approach. And what he does is just traces these two guys' lives. From the time they're in elementary school, and that's why, by the way, the day after or the day of JFK was assassinated, the FBI was going to these elementary schools to get the records of these students. Okay, it's amazing. I mean, that's a fact, right? That's a fact that nobody knows about. But why would you know about it? Nobody cares. Oh my god, dude! Bring up this. Lee's on the right and Harvey's on the left. Find that, dude. This is them through their life. Dude, it's just mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing. Oh um, and you know, the, if, uh, I'll send you a link so you can do it yourself. But the the, the killing of J.D. Tippett, in which John Armstrong details uh, thoroughly, he his his theory for it um, basically was orchestrated by the Dallas police, um, mostly by two uh, Officer Westbrook and uh, wow, uh, his assistant. Basically driving Lee Oswald around, you know what I'm saying? Dropping him off. Here, you got to kill you gotta kill JD now. You know what I'm saying? Now we got to get to the theater. It's, it's just fucking, it's amazing. And it, here's the thing about it, Sam. It's so entertaining. Like, I, I, people love this stuff in the movies. Here it is in real life. In real life, you know? dude. Do in it, man. Real Do life, it. Dude. This is it. Who, you can't come up with something better than this. I'm, I'm waiting for Oliver Stone to pick this stuff up because these would make for great stories, the two Oswalds. 
You know, wow, dude, that is I mean, a crazy the escape. Uh, story, the, yeah, all sorts of things. The, the 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 power shortage at the Texas School Book Depository. How the, the how the guys got out of the sixth floor, coming down on the tops of the elevators. It's brilliant stuff. Whoa. I mean, you really have to admire some of the techniques that were done by the military. Uh, you know, um, dude, we have wasn't to do the an C- episode wasn't on the that, CIA. dude. Was the CIA here? We're talking about a very select, mostly military. I mean, Dealey Plaza was a guns and ammo convention. Let me tell you, you oh, know. And dude, so, Jay, we might have to have you back. I mean, we're gonna keep going, but we got might have you back. Brand, um, do you know who Brent, uh, Brendan Walsh is? Brendan Walsh is. He's a buddy of mine. He's a uh, MMA fighter turned comic, and he's like part of this group of. So it's me and Eddie Bravo on one side, and all of our friends on the other side. And uh, Shab is starting to come around to conspiracies, and he's really getting into the JFK. I told him, oh, that's white belt. White belt. JFK <laughs> is white belt. That is the beginning. You're learning your blocks and your punches, okay? Like, when you want to go deep, when you want to go deep, there's a lot more into it. We won't get into that right now. But he's interested, dude. I think we should do a whole podcast on on this whole oh, thing, dude. Only in Harvey? Yeah. There's pictures yeah. of everything. No, no, it's it's. I mean, listen, uh, it's just funny because of the, the, mostly the discrepancies of the mother, Marguerite, are extreme. Uh, the, with those two, they they look very similar. In fact, uh, they apprehended Lee in the theater. He was in the balcony. What? And, and yes, and one of the witnesses was like, he looked like that guy's brother. I mean, John Armstrong provides quotes from the witnesses in the theater. You know, let me ask you something. They, Did they know they each other? The f- Did they know each other? That's a great question, but there's no. I don't. I haven't heard from my researcher. Read that they did. No, dude, they they were kept separate. That dude. There's that's a guy who looks Armstrong's just theories like that that was part of M. That's a, that's an element of MK Ultra. Imagine that, dude. There's an X, not an XG, an XJ out there. There's an XJ. <laughs> And he yeah. and he lives just parallel to you, but you never know it. And he question is, and all he's doing is honey dipping you, which is my new uh, no sheep <laughs> dipping you, right? That's my new favorite. <laughs> and he's just sheep dipping you, dog. Everywhere he goes, they're like, dude, that look. That, what's that guy's name? Oh, X X G. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really X. And dude, that that to me is why I do this podcast for shit well, like that. The, the, what you'll learn um, uh, if, you, if you if you study it well enough is that Harvey was uh, he was smart. He was doing things like stamping the leaflets, um, the communist leaflets um, that he was passing out the, uh, on the streets of New Orleans with the address of the office in which he was working. And it was Jim Garrison who discovered that that was Guy Bannister's office, which had two entrances. So the address was 544 Camp, and Bannister's office entered from the opposite, the other side of the building, but they both led up to the same office. That was Harvey's base. That was a, that was him kind of laying a signal out. You know what I'm saying? Dude. And, but you know, so much of what he was trying to do got destroyed. My mind you know, is we, blown. Dude, it should be. My mind was blown. Should I, be. I, and, I didn't know there was two of them, but I had heard that about him uh, getting arrested for the other thing. But wow. I didn't know that, man. So who killed the cop? Was it other cops or was it this other dude? No, Lee Oswald killed the cop. Killed J.D. Tippett. That's why there's so many issues. And by the way, here's another one. If you know that. Uh, dude, you just blew uh, my mind. There's plenty of evidence that suggests that Jack Ruby set up the stage so essentially he he set up the witnesses that saw oswald kill jd tippett in at that area the whole thing staged it's just one staged event after another you know what i'm saying nothing is real and then when you get the witnesses that give you the real evidence what happens to them well they get a fucking bullet through the head or near their head to get them straight you know what I'm saying? Hold on. So there's a Harvard, <laughs> there's a Lee Harvey Oswald, and then there's a no, no, no. There's no, a Lee, Lee and Oswald, there's a and then there's a Harvey Oswald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it, it, which it, it, listen, you know, it's amazing. It's really amazing. <laughs> you guys can't see uh, Sam's face. It's fucking blown. I know people that hear this shit. They can't Dude, see his face. I am blown. <laughs> oh, 
way, yeah. dude. I am uh, blown this, away. Well, this is the thing. I mean, Fletcher Prouty, who plays, who's the character in, in JFK, Mr. X. Yeah. Fletcher Prouty is a real person. He, he worked uh, in, the, in, in the Pentagon. And he was a whistleblower. He's one of the originals, right? He 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 uh, uh, provided Garrison after the trial. They make it seem like it's before the trial. Uh, that's a little bit of uh, uh, artistic license, but anyway, I mean, he talks about it all the time. These are standard techniques, you know. Black ops, right? Going black back ops. To- Not yeah, to do with black going- culture. Black ops. That's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> going back. Although, I mean, who knows how far back it goes? That's what I'm learning, Sam. Like, I'm, I, that's, I don't trust anything now. I'm like, anything's possible. You know, just recently, I, I changed my mind on the Titanic. Okay. There's no way that happened. Yeah, we got to get in tight. We haven't done a Titanic either, dude. That shit was all set up, too. False flag, sure bitch. Let's see. What do you know about the Titanic? Tell us you, about you know the Titanic. You know okay, some. Was, on, was, there, was there two Titanics? Stop, stop. stop. <laughs> yes, we can either do Titanic. We just did a 9-11. <laughs> let's talk Titanic. We just did a 9-11. So let's talk Titanic, dude. What's your thoughts on Titanic? Jade, blow minds. I don't know if I could blow your mind on this one, but it's simply just that when you look at uh, – well, there were two boats, right? There were- oh, <laughs> I told up. you there was two shut boats. Shut up. Are you being – dude, you're not telling us there's a second boat. Look up. There was the Titanic and there was the Olympia. Okay. Okay. Titanic was built first. It had major problems, had all sorts of uh, structural issues, et cetera, right? So the, the, the idea was they sailed it out to sea, you know, sunk it. And collected the insurance money. And the other one, the Olympic, became the Titanic. Now, the evidence, and I don't have tons of evidence on this, but uh, I do this more as a joke uh, to, you know, make my friends laugh. But anyway, if you actually look at the pictures of some of the window structures, etc., the boat that's down underneath the ocean resembles the Olympia, not the Titanic. Or oh, my getting God. Confused. Getting confused here. But basically, it was the other boat. You now, know. have you ever heard that they sunk it because of the Fed? That there was five guys on that boat that were uh, extremely, uh, some of the most wealthy people in the world, like billionaires. This is way back then, too. And they sunk yeah. it because those guys were anti-Fed. And basically that the uh, flares that they had were not red, but they were white, which means everything's awesome, we're rocking. Right. Mm-hmm. And they replaced the fa- they got rid of the lifeboats. They got rid of everything that would help those people. And uh, they yeah. basically sunk it. They're like the iceberg ma- story makes no sense. The uh, I mean, like, how do you not see it, it coming? Some yeah. Of the details. Always, I, I'm always I'm like, you know, the, the band played as the ship went down. I'm like, really? People? Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> bullshit. You know, they, they, that's they, bullshit. They, oh, God. The plan's I mean, like, we're going to die, I, but let's play for these rich people. I, have you heard the, the conspiracy that, that J.P. Like Morgan? Yeah. J.P. Morgan and the Rothschilds fucking JP sunk. Morgan. Because the, they're rivals. There was, they had some people no, on the boat. No, because these guys didn't want to fed. There's a group of guys who Google uh, uh, people on Titanic that were anti-Fed. And you'll see, it was a bunch of guys, they were all like billionaires. There's five of them. And they somehow got onto this this boat all at the same time, which I w- I've learned, dude, if we all have a plan together, let's take separate things. Like, you ever hear the story about the uh, the people on the the, f- the missing flight who uh, we did a story? We did Seven, a- the, the semiconductor. Yeah, or it, ha- it was about the uh, the sonar radar, and they had a way of like cloaking themselves. And it was everybody who created was on there, and ex- except for one person, which was the Rothschilds. And uh, they basically blew up the plane or landed it and killed everybody. So the Rothschilds get that technology. Like, dude, oh, these guys are cold-blooded. Uh, yes, Flight that 370. I believe the company was. It was Flight 370, the yeah, Malaysia. Yeah, we did a whole episode Yeah, the, the Malaysia one. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they Titanic. They, they had, like, a bunch of guys who basically – the whole Fed was done under the, the – uh, secrecy and bullshit. They create a fake bank run. They started a story where they all oh, this bank's about to default. Everybody went nuts and started to pull their money out. And they're like, "See, dude, we have to have stability. We have to have all the banks on the same thing." They created a yeah. fake a fake banking emergency. And then in the dead of night, for my vote for worst president 
Abor, Abor, is Woodrow <laughs> Wilson, this fucking piece of shit who fucking got us a Fed, who did the uh, the Fed Act and the Personal Income Tax Act. Do you know right now there is a bill in the Senate to abolish the IRS? For real? Hmm. I, dude, I used to be Not like, even... dude, we got to pay tax. Now I'm like, fuck you. That's illegal. <laughs> Kiss dicks, homeboy. We don't gotta pay that shit. No. So those uh those people that were anti the the the, the, fed. the feds, guess how much they'd be worth right now? Three how guys. Much? How much? Eleven billion. Yeah, well they were already billionaires. Yeah, they were billionaires. Back then. yeah, they were fucking straight ballers and And they got knocked all off. All three of them died that night. Man, okay. I simply I, I, I go like this. I simply see it as they load the boat with some some peoples. Uh they they sail it out at, at to a proper distance, they unload them, right? Whatever. And they blow up the they, they blow up the the hull, let it sink, and uh, here come your survivors. And make a fucking movie out of <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, you know? right. Make a romantic um, movie out of it. Let's do it. It's it just for me. It's uh, what I use that for is really just to question question everything. People question everything. That's what you should do. It's question okay to do it. Everything. You it's, know. It's, it's now okay time it. for everybody's favorite part of the show. We're gonna find out if we blew minds or not. It's time for everyone's favorite, Aaron Thoughts. Aaron, Aaron. Don't be an idiot. A-A-Ron. Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, A-A-Ron. You done messed up, A-A-Ron. You filthy animal. Aaron Thoughts. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't know who, when you said that there are people who actually believe the, the, the government story on JFK, I was like, even I don't. Yeah, and I'm I'm the guy in you the corner. You don't believe anything. <laughs> yeah, so that's fucking crazy. Um, I yeah, I I can't get with you on anything else. But JFK, how about JFK? the two guys? Is that crazy, Harvey and Lee? That that sounds like a bad comedy duo. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those look like they could be similar photos of the same person. All right, we're doing an episode you know. on. You're gonna fucking yeah. listen. I need to, to see it. more. All right, dude. Well, you know what? You don't understand that we, oh. how far we've come with this guy, Aaron. He used to be just pure ignorant. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, I love it. You're, you're, you're transforming, Aaron. Oh, yeah. He just used uh, to eat stuffed crust pizza and talk about baseball. Oh, man. I wish and we could do my uncensored do episode, man. Well, what do you mean you're, oh, yeah, because, you know, <laughs> we have to have you come back on in a Lucha Libre Trust mask me. and your name be Bill or something like that. Bill. So we can yeah. go really I'll go hard the beard. off. Uh, man. No, but here's another thing, though, the JFK uh, uh, research will provide you if you know it well, and that is just the culture, right? The culture in which it took place and how the critics evolved through that process from 63 on uh, it was very interesting because everyone knew that there were so many problems, including the magic bullet, right? The magic bullet is a fascinating – how that came about is fascinating because they were going with three shots. They were going with it until – they realized that they had one shot that went and hit the ground, ricocheted off uh, the pavement, and 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 ricocheted off someone's face. Oh, I right? hate when that happens. <laughs> so now they're like, "Shit, shit, dude!" And this happened days like this was into January '64, I believe. And they're like, "Fuck, we have to figure out how we're going to uh, explain this." And then you get the magic bullet, right? It's just, it's ludicrous. Dude, we're going to have you back. I, but what's so, so you what's know so who this guy you know. who put out this book is? Do you know him? Armstrong? Yeah. Do I know him? I can get in touch with him. All right. We're going to do a three-way one, dude. We're going to get really weird. Yeah. We're going to have a three-way. We're going to try to get, <laughs> we're going to try to get Shab on this one, and we're going to blow minds, dude. I'm so excited. Uh, Jade, whatever your last name is, uh, I appreciate <laughs> you coming on the show, dude. Uh, it is a fun, I hope we can have conversations outside the uh, podcast and just general, just because I'm a basketball junkie, dude. I love basketball. I live, breathe, and die. You know, going to come on our show, right? Anytime, dude. I love it, man. I mean, like I could go on forever talking about how bad of a rotation coke coach doc rivers is right now and how he's trying to win a championship in 2002 with defensive stoppers when everybody else is just going for f- blood he's trying to put Batamute out there or you know or uh, avery bradley in his one leg out there like a fucking pirate with a fucking one leg and a peg and he's out there trying to 
fucking stop the Golden State Warriors where everyone's going for fucking 40, dude. You know, it's driving me nuts. But, yeah, yes. I'd love to come on anytime and talk about it. Uh, uh, you're uh, a G. Crimea Rivers. Yeah, Crimea. Oh. So, uh, you know, if you ever want to know if there's a God in life, just know that Austin Rivers is now playing with Chris Paul in Houston. That, to me, says that God has a wonderful sense of humor. Um, you're a great guy, dude. Please come on anytime again. Let's set this up. I do want to do this Harvey and Lee one. We'll do a whole episode on it, and we'll see if we can get that guy to come and talk it, and I'll see if I can get Brandon Schaub here and watch his well-groomed hair just explode. <laughs> Dude, if, if, I, I, I'm going to start working on it now. All right, dude. You're a G, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Uh, XG, right. another Peace. wonderful show. Uh, thank you guys for all the support. I look forward to seeing everybody in New Jersey. Buy those shirts. Support the show. I hope you guys enjoyed Con- Conspiracies Now on Patreon. And we will see you soon. Take care, everybody. <laughs>